Welcome to the Commercial Property Investor Show. If you ever wanted to get into commercial property but don't know how to, this is the show for you. We're going to take you through live market updates, how to put a deal together, what the experts say about commercial property and real life investor journeys and how they became financially free through commercial property. Sit back, relax and enjoy the show. 2021, is this the year to buy retail commercial property? Last year, people shied away from office spaces and retail commercial properties, but is this the year to actually buy retail commercial? And if you do, what are some of the strategies you need to put in place to make sure that property continues to perform for you into the future? So this is what this podcast is all about. It's taking you through the strategies, what should you should be looking for if you want to invest in a retail commercial property and if you need to swap out a tenant, which means that at the moment, you might be buying a retail commercial property with a tenant that's underperforming. But at some point in the next six, nine or 12 months, you may need to swap out that tenant. Well, what are some of the things you need to look for? What are some of the costs? What are some of the pitfalls to avoid when you're swapping out a tenant? It's all covered in this podcast in a step-by-step manner. And I look forward to sharing with you that journey if you're looking at buying a commercial property. Now, obviously, in 2020, retail's had a bit of a hit and we have still some closures here and there in terms of borders. And that might also be impacting on some of the retail sales and also food sales and all the things that's associated with a retail shop front that you'll be getting right now. And the confidence might be still a bit low in the market. So should you be buying retail in 2021? So retail type properties. Firstly, what defines a retail property? A real property is anything that is ground floor, glass front, basically faces the street. So it doesn't matter if it has a professional tenant like a dentist, allied health or hairdresser or a barber. Um, it can be selling anything from lollies to takeaway coffee to a restaurant um, to maybe yeah, a, a club of some sort. They're all considered retail type properties. So the question is, should you be buying that in 2021 or should you be looking for a different type of property? Now, we know in 2020 warehouses have been really, really popular, but really the trend won't always stay that way. So what should you be looking for in 2021? Well, in 2021, I'm predicting that there is going to be a resurgence in terms of a retail property because people are chasing returns and retail properties ultimately in, if you look at the history of retail properties, they've always been the one to give you really stellar commercial rents that's grown over time, especially as areas gentrify and become popular. So you've got to ask yourself, well, should you be looking at buying something in 2021, even if the rent is stagnant? So the rent is probably going to be stagnant in the retail sector for probably another two years or so. And you may need to swap out a tenant. So in my next video, I'm going to talk about what it's like to swap out a tenant, what are some of the things to look for. But the thing is, you're buying retail shops, not so much for the cash flow component, where there still be cash flow with the interest rate being so low, but to look in the longevity of five, ten years down the track, as the area recovers, retail will bounce back. There will be more upward pressure on the rent, which means rent will actually increase at a faster pace. And as a result of that, what you will be getting is actually um, more increased rent and therefore the value of the property will actually go up. Now, retail traditionally, once it starts to bounce back, it tends to start to double and triple in a very short amount of space, of time. So 
So I think that in a little while, if you can hold out for the next three or five years in terms of getting a retail property, you will actually end up with a property that's going to give you much more capital growth in the long run. And also, whatever rent you're missing out now, which means you won't be getting the, the stagger returns you would now, but whatever rent you're missing out now, you will pick that up on the back end. So if you want to invest in retail in 2021, look at it as a long-term game, something that will be to gain in the more three or five year or seven year period down the track, more as a capital growth exercise over cash flow and more something that you know that you need to have a buffer in place so that if you need to swap out a tenant, you can do that. And then once you do that and you can maintain stability in the rents, even if you have to give a bit of a discount for the rents in the first two to three years as the market comes back, you will reap the rewards many times over into the future. So this is about playing the long game. So if you want to invest in a retail property, look at the long game. Also, some of the characteristics you might want to look at in terms of retail, you know, tenants will always move. So it's unlikely you're going to find a tenant that's highly unlikely to move because even if tenants have been there for 20 years, there's been tenants that have shut down during COVID, there have been tenants that have just left, there have been tenants that has gone bankrupt COVID. So even if you've had that for the last 20 years, does not mean that all of a sudden your tenants won't leave. So what's the best way to safeguard it is to find a property that's in a really good location, that's got a good tenant hub, so it's got other like tenants, a lot of food tenants or other professional tenants nearby and properties that doesn't have tenants that already have high rents because some of the tenants may have had may have gone into this premise five years ago and they may be on a long lease they may have renewed in the last two or three years and the rents have consistently gone up so they may have inflated rents which means that once you come to renew you might have to give them a 20 or 30 percent discount on the rent which is quite common in this current market so look at the rent now do a comparison you may need to scale back the rent and do a realistic purchase price on the property based on if you had to adjust rent as well so if you can hold out again for the next two or three years perhaps take a hit on your returns in terms of yield and cash flow, you will gain that back in terms of rental increases as well as capital growth in the property in the next few years. But that's a really long game of three to five years to hold and really seven to 10 years if you want the property to grow exponentially as well. Because areas around Sydney, Melbourne and Brisbane are gentrifying. And if you follow those areas and buy in key locations, and that's the key for retail, by key in locations, um, where suburbs are gentrifying and traditionally suburbs and strip malls have been doing a much, much better job than um, metro and CBD areas, you will receive that, you will get that reward in the long term. But remember, retail at the moment is the long game. And definitely this year, while other people are still investing in other types of properties, uh, it's worthwhile to look into investing in retail. Um, this is the beginning of 2021 and you just never know that you might be buying a property and you're looking at a property for uplift. If you're looking at a property for uplift or you're buying a property where there's a narrow window where you are actually going to get some gains out of this property in terms of equity and growth and also cash flow by swapping out an underperforming tenant with a new tenant. What is that going to require and what is that like? So let's start out from the beginning. If you were buying a property and you have a tenant that's paying under market, market rent. Um, that's not a big deal if you know that within a short space of time, whether it's six months, nine months or 12 months, you're going to be swapping out that tenant with someone that's more uh, appropriate for the property and someone that's going to pay market rent. But one of the things you have to do is obviously do your research around how much is exactly net rent. And that requires you to talk to three different agents about what possibly you could get 
what are the incentives you have to get to entice the tenant and then also moving forward what you need to do in terms of does a new tenant need a different fit out um, what kind of uh, compliance they need to go through and any of those things that is going to put them into this property so they can start paying rent so those are things to consider because that's the lag time so when you do a tenant swap the most important thing is time and the lag time in between putting a new tenant in and how much that's going to cost you so that's important to define so if that's going to be three months or six months then you need to factor that into the cost now sometimes just because the tenant is paying under market rent doesn't mean that the vendor is actually going to sell the property for a cheaper price they might be still wanting to sell the property at five hundred thousand dollars um and let's say for example they want to sell the property five hundred thousand but the net yield in the market or the cap rate in the market in that area may be 7%. So you should theoretically be getting somewhere around 35000 for that property, but you're only getting 30000 or you're only getting 25000 But the vendor still wants to sell the property 500000 because he thinks it's worth 500000 One of the things you can do by buying this property is that to work out what it is that is realistic for that type of property. So perhaps by putting in a new tenant, you might be able to actually get more than 35,000. So you might be able to get, you know, 37, 38 or 40,000 for it by doing and making some cosmetic changes. But you do need to swap out this tenant and the tenant usually might be there for a long long time because why wouldn't you be in a property as a tenant if you're paying under market rent? So it's really about you making the hard decisions. Very few people want to do that in this market is to swap out a tenant. But the benefit of swapping out a tenant is that you actually have a better quality of tenant you actually have uh, longevity in that property you actually bring more value to that property so the number one thing is obviously research with the agents and finding out exactly uh, how much per rate per square meter finding out uh, the incentives you need to give to the tenant so there might be you know three months rent free might be that you need to help them with fit out it might be that you need to uh, help them with um, paying some of the outgoings as they get set up um, there might be a lag time of three months or six months as you get at the tenant your tenant currently might and i'm talking about the tenants already in the property might be on a short-term lease that expires in six months or maybe on a month-to-month basis uh, if you are getting into this type of property then it's better to have a tenant who has six or nine months left on the lease or, or already on month-to-month but have been there for two or three years because that gives you some kind of stability to be able to perhaps finance the property they give you some stability to say look the tenant's going to be there for a little while paying the rent while i figure everything else out and it gives you a basis to work with so you can go into the property and also the second thing to look at is to look at the state of the property so if the tenant's already there then they may already have a basic fit out that is suitable so if they're warehouse offers or retail tenant they may have basic fit outs so they may have a grease trap in there they may have partitions in there they may have a mezzanine floor things that you can already use so the next step would be to find out the compliance of them if they're already compliant with strata and also with council then there's not much more you can you need to do about it and all you need to do is really to make make it look better for the next tenant Um, then I would get some opinions obviously about how and what to attract have a look around at the neighboring tenants to see what who they are uh, and what do they do and how you could find a tenant that is suitable for this type of property Um, also look at the vacancy rate around the area so if there was very little vacancy you swapping out a tenant or getting your current tenant to pay the market rent could be really really simple because it's just a matter of if the area is in such demand then there's upward pressure on the rent so you could get much higher rent as well so 
that's the, um, the the other thing to think about, the number three things to think about. Now, as you progress with this transaction, obviously we're going to try to negotiate on price. So if the tenant's paying 25000 or 30000 and they should be paying thirty five, with the potential of getting a new tenant that could pay thirty eight or 40000 then you don't want to be paying you know 500000 for it, which even if at the net yield of 7% image 35,000 you should be trying to negotiate maybe at 400 to 450 depending if the vendor wants to do the deal or not but it's all about, comes down to the condition of your sale so the stronger when you're in this position trying to buy a property and you have to swap out tenant the stronger the position you are the better it is going to be um, in terms of you getting a deal that you are going to maximize your equity in the future so swapping out a tenant, the main thing we talked about, and we're coming back to this, is about the lag time. So we need to define that lag time through your due diligence. That's the main thing you're doing through your due diligence, is work out the lag time. And you work this out through the advertising campaign typically takes two to three months if you're in a metro area, six months if you're in regional. If you're in a regional with um, a few more vacancies, you need to allow yourself nine months. And if you're in a more rural area, you need to allow you 12 months to put a tenant in there. So let's, I would only do this swap out of tenant if I'm in a metro area for a metro property. So that's, you know, if I'm in fringe Sydney or Sydney suburbia, um, Sydney metro, Melbourne metro, Melbourne suburbia, Brisbane, Queensland, um, metro areas such as um, Sunshine or Gold Coast, areas like that, I would look at swapping out a tenant. And of course, I'd be looking at an area that has very little vacancies. So um, when I look at that, I'll speak to the agent. So the agent might say, look, at the moment you're getting $90 a square meter, but you could get $120 a square meter. So I would do some research and go, okay, $120 a square meter, that's going to mean that you know I get a 30% increase on my rent, which is good, which means that that would directly translate to an increase in my equity as well. And But what do I need to give and how much would that cost me? So I might work out that it's going to take me three months to advertise. So there's some advertising costs, which might cost five grand. Um, there is leasing fees. So a new agent putting a new tenant in for three years will cost somewhere between 10 to 15% of the first year's rent. Uh, it may be inclusive more or exclusive GST, depending on which agency you use. So that could be you know, another eight or 10 grand. So we're up 15 at the moment. If you then have to give the tenant another three months rent free or help them with incentives it might be another five grand so all up is going to be 20 grand uh, and perhaps you've got also your holding costs once one tenant exits the other tenant comes in it potentially you know you've got to pay your mortgage you've got to pay some outgoings uh, you've got some um, miscellaneous fees in terms of tidying up that property um, so that might cost you an extra five grand so 25 grand to swap over a tenant so you've got to look at that and one of the ways I look at it is to actually take that off the purchase price so if it's a $500,000 property, I know they'll take $25,000 off it straight away so that it becomes four seventy-five as the maximum I would go to for that property. And then I would look at negotiating it down further because ultimately, if I'm going to pay $500,000, I want this property by the time I've done this exercise is to be worth you know, at least 50, if not $100,000 more, so 10 to 20% more during this swap over period. And look, for people who do this, and if you can do this buying a property with cash, then it is a really good strategy because you can go in there, give them a lower offer, buy it out with cash, settle it, swap out the tenant, go to the bank, refinance, pull out 
the equity and do it again. And you could relatively move quite fast. And within the sort of six months period, you could actually be doing two deals, which you already have really good substantial equity with. So that's one of the options. So remember the three things to look for if you're swapping out a tenant. Firstly, the time is the most important. Realistic market rent. Uh, so you want to know and talk to the agents about the realistic market rent you rent out for. Number three is about the cost of holding the property. So work out the cost. So um, rent from not only from the tenant, but the incentives you need to give to the tenant, um, the leasing fees, uh, any of your holding costs, work that out. So get those three things um, locked in and then you're ready to negotiate on the deal. And during your due diligence period, when you've got the property under contract, the main thing you're going to be looking at is what do you need to do and what time frame you need to put it in if you need to do some cosmetic renovations to the property and whether there's com whether the property is already compliant for some of the basic things that is already there as well. So hopefully that's been really helpful. If You've been listening to Commercial Property Investor Show. Tune in to the next episode to find out how you too can replace your work income with passive income through commercial property.